Welcome to Greendale. Um, today's episode is going to be a very different kind of episode, uh, another of our extra credit series. And uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Smallwood, along with Jillian Clayton Smallwood and Sadia Matthews. And uh, today we, yeah, today we figured that it would behoove us um, to take a break from talking about uh, the cult comedy classic community. And instead, uh, talk about what's going on. Um, I know I personally, in, yeah, what? In the United States. In the United States, uh, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, for those, I guess, who don't, who may or may not know, uh, I am a black man. Um, no. What? Yeah, no, no, no. This is not, this was going to be our reveal for you, Sadia, at the end of the series. Guys, in case you didn't know, I've actually never met these people. <laughs> we kidnapped her. Um, that's so dumb. Um, <laughs> we grabbed a random person off the side of the street. And I said, went, hello. Uh, Have you ever watched Community? And nope. she said no. And now she's stuck with us. But she records the episodes blindfolded. This bit doesn't work. <laughs> this bit really does not work you're right there's, no, think about it. there's no way she would still know what i looked like even if we kidnapped a random stri- the bit about her not knowing i was black it doesn't work it's, it's a bit we recorded different corners we did <laughs> that's, that's the twist we've always been recording in different rooms it's the voice mm-hmm. um but, but yes, you are you are a black man. You I am. Saying. I am a black man. You you are a black woman. That's not incorrect. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Another way of saying that is that actually it is true. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, understandably, it's been a tough week. Uh, tougher than usual week. Mm. Tougher than usual week. Yeah, I'll say. I'll say that. I'll say it's been a tougher than usual week. Um. So, yeah, we, we uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I've talked to the two of you about how, you know, uncertain I was going to even be to be able to record anything this week. I wasn't sure if we were going to do like a blackout, if we were going to keep the podcast, you know, just only community related. Um, or if, you know, we were going to do something similar to this, mm-hmm. but try to figure out how to like centralize it around community, which I guess really would not be hard. There are so many, like every episode, there's something where I'm like, mm, that was, that was sideways. This is all, this is what <laughs> you're, you're talking about. Like, we talk about them sometimes when they come oh, up. Oh, ab- yeah, absolutely. We, t- we're sure. talking about the microaggressions that are constantly oh, happening. One hundred percent. Troy, Troy just eats microaggressions for and breakfast Shirley, these yeah. days. Troy and Shirley both take yes. a lot. Yes. Uh, a lot of shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. show that I don't know that even like the other characters would recognize as shit. And I, 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 I think, I think they each. You know, the I think I think this show is like a a really good like step back 
for you, for you to remember that like like microaggressions exist. They mm-hmm. don't ju- and they don't just mm-hmm. exist for like you. They exist for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the show gets, you know, like just kicked a little bit. Um Britta constantly kicked. Um Troy and Shirley constantly kicked. Yeah. Um Annie, like they they love sprinkling those those fun Jewish jokes in there. Um like it it genuinely happens to everyone on the show. Mm-hmm. Um Well, and I it's one of community's most effective um underlying conceits is the way that your friends the way that the people closest to you can and do uh whether intentionally or unintentionally hurt you mm-hmm. right um which obviously has been on you know particularly on my mind recently because as as protests kick up all over the country as um police brutality all over the world at this point mm-hmm. um as police brutality and racism and the Black Lives Matter movement are on everyone's lips, the thing that keeps happening, whether in, like and completely even even unintentionally, is that now people are having to grapple with, you know, um, the fact that racism isn't cut and dry, and that a lot of even the most well-meaning uh, of your friends and coworkers and acquaintances are capable of of perpetually. Um, wounding you perpetually, mm-hmm. uh, per, per, like perpetually maintaining the status quo of your oppression, perpetually um, othering you, perpetually making you invisible. Um, like that's real. And uh, right now, a lot of people, I think, are finally kind of waking up to that and kind of um, recognizing that because one of the best things that's happened is that like. Um, I personally, uh, you know, over the past few weeks, I've been pulling no punches with, with friends, uh, with what, like people who are meaning, meaning well, but are, are even in their, in their well-meaningness are Mm -hmm. approaching it in ways that are still hurtful, are Mm -hmm. still, um, that aren't helpful, that are emotionally, uh, taxing, that are. Um, draining, you know, it's, it's been a week. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's been a week, man. Wow. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, your, I think your approach, um, on, on, on your social media has been just like, come at me. I got the time to tell you you're wrong. Or in some cases, I don't have the time to tell you you're wrong. Just, Mm -hmm. just get out of here. Um, And I think I've just been so busy with like, like outside stress and like background noise and and my own family and things like that. Because I mean, we are all of this is happening. We are still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. We are. <laughs> um, we are. Yeah. Jumanji. So it's it's super. It's crazy thinking that like, this that, that all of this is just happening all at once, and that like, the powers that be were like. Yeah, there might have been a scheduling conflict. We actually had um, a virus hit the world like in the, in the same you know time frame as like this other thing. 
ah, whatever, I'll make it work. That's what it feels like. It feels like somebody's just like pushing all of this together in one little spot. And like, it it doesn't fit, but we got to make it work anyway. If this were, yeah, if this were an episode of television, I'd be like, you got to stretch this out over a season. Like, true... (laughs) Truly. If this were a season of television, <laughs> I'd be like, you're burning through the series as plot points. Like, why Why is all of this happening? We are in not one going season? to have a budget yeah, by yeah. the end of the a season. A budget? What are you going to write next season? Because all this, yes. is, this is this is season's worth of plot. We're, we're, jumping the, uh, like, we're jumping the shark. And I, I feel like I haven't really had time to address it. It's not, well, not just like time, because it, it, it definitely is time. I'm very like, I can't. There's some things that just like naturally come to me, like off the cuff. I can immediately think them and then state them. And there, then there are things like this where I'm like, I could just say exactly what I'm thinking, but I feel like there are people who I owe a little more courtesy in a sense to, to do that. Mm-hmm. So sure. what I've instead done is to just not let them talk talk with me about this at all. And Lord, they have been trying. They have been coming in droves. They have been like reaching out and and texting and messaging and calling and and like all this other stuff to like tell me that they feel for me and they understand what I'm going through and um sending me videos um that I've seen years ago but they they just discovered it today <laughs> oh, oh man trying to to educate me on um this one case of police brutality that happened years ago and they're just learning it today and i'm just completely disengaging from every single one of them uh, my own boyfriend brought me something and i was just like oh i love that you're learning learn over there <laughs> learn in the kitchen i don't i actually don't i don't need i I have nothing to gain from this interaction but you have everything to gain from it so you just keep going and that's pretty much the the approach that i've taken to everyone who has tried to to talk with me about it it's like to ignore it so they'll just like maybe get the picture that i don't want to talk about this with them um and and you shouldn't still have to no, I, I, I think I'm, I think at this point, um, people are starting to catch on that this is not a conversation that I'm going to have with, with certain people. Um, if this is a, if, if this was a conversation that I had with a person, you know, last year or a couple years ago, or when this case was, was, um, you know, like, like firstly, like first release, then I'm still having conversation with those people because you cared before it was a trending. So we can still talk about it. But it's very annoying to feel like all of this concern is a fad. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. weird. I'm glad. I'm glad it's hot. I'm glad the new thing is to care about black lives. Great, <laughs> great. I'm glad you're jumping on the train. But at the uh, same time, so like, what happens trending. when the fad dies out? So glad we're trending. Yeah. So it's it's well, very. It's, what's, what's ridiculous is that the question of what happens when the fat the fad dies out is a question we can answer because it keeps happening oh for sure for sure and it's just the the only difference here is that i'm i feel like i'm in the middle of it because i am alive and i have opinions and i'm not five years old or you know like i mm-hmm. i'm a thinking adult who has to deal with these pressures and live with them and figure out how i want to start navigating around people who are trying their best to catch up i and oh my god, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. 
it's and this is completely outside of the, the protests and the rioting and everything that's happening right now. I hate when I'm right and I know I'm right, but nobody else knows I'm right when I'm right. But later they know I'm right. Yep. And I'm like, nope, we don't have to talk about it because I was right forever ago and you're just catching up at this point. I hate that too. I hate when I'm right and I didn't want to be. I oh well I, I always want to be right. I don't. What I hate, yeah. What, <laughs> Let me what tell I, you, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> and what's 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 hard about that? What's mm-hmm. hard about that is that there are times where I am right, and have been right for a while, mm-hmm. and I was told, no, give it a chance. No, that's not what will happen. No, that's not like your. I your know own. you are not bringing up the beer thing again. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, okay, I'm actually not. I'm joking. I'm actually not. But the beer thing is a prime example of what I'm talking about. But you have you tried a blueberry one? I'm, but have the beer you tried thing is what I'm it? talking about. Where it's I'm like, bringing it. I'm right, <laughs> and I know I'm gonna be right. Yeah. But com- please keep telling me that I'm not right. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. Mm. I mean. I, mm-hmm. I, I saw this moment in history in, in a lot of different ways. I saw exactly where we are now mm-hmm. four years ago. I think I think a piece of everyone did, but there was there was like that that weird group of people who were like, give it a shot. Like we were talking about like liking blueberry beer. Like we were talking about mini golf and not yeah. Absolutely, and You're 100% not right. the yeah. president people, of the United people, States. People, people. I had arguments with pe- arguments with people. I had conversations with people of like, like from the beginning of this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. because this is what this mean. This is what this says. This is what this means. This is what people are saying. This is where it's going to go. And people told me, nope, you'll like. The people told me. None of that will happen. No one's going to be in cages. No, there's not going to be any race wars. There's not going to be anything like that. In the same vein that people tell me, you're, I know a beer you'll like. You just haven't tried the right beer. And I've been right every single time. And it's just frustrating. And now, now people are coming to me being like, I'm sorry, I didn't get it at the time. And I'm like, if you had listened to me then, who knows where we'd be now? There's, yeah, I think there's a, there's a really big difference between like opinions that you are allowed to hold that affect you and only you. They are small scale opinions. If you are wrong about that opinion, who cares? Now you just know you don't like blueberry beer. And then there are other opinions where continuing to hold them and voice them are like just, they're detrimental to people you may never even meet Mm -hmm. and that's kind of i think that a lot of what i think that we've been talking about what we're seeing is people getting to the point to where they realize oh i needed to take this more seriously than you know like my favorite ice cream i needed to take this a little bit more seriously than such and such but then there, there are definitely, I, I'm, and that, I'm not trying to say like everyone on that side of the argument um, is, is well-meaning and good intention because I have like flat out had people like mm-hmm. old, like ex-coworkers tell me, I don't care about poor people. That's why I voted for Trump. Like someone said those words out of their <laughs> mouth to my face. And I just looked at her like, 
bitch, how much do you think I make? I was so confused. We were servers. I, I, mean, I was like, we're all poor, first of all. This is very... Uh, what you were saying, too, I think is a big part of why, um, like, I don't want anyone to... I don't want anyone listening. Anyone. I don't want anyone white listening to think that if you are now changing your mind, if you're now be, becoming aware of the issues and you are um, tr- like it, it changing your mind is a hundred percent. Okay. When you are presented with new information, that, 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 that is a thing. Um, being able to say, I apologize for opera for, for my previous opinions and actions. They were based on information that was not correct. I have now learned new information and I'm trying to be better. I encourage that all a hundred percent. It is, and what I think what me and Fadia are also saying is that you coming to me and being like, well, I have new information now. What do I do with it? That's not my job. And emotionally, it is not my job to walk you through having now caught up. There are, like, if you, if after, if the last 10 times something like this happened, you didn't pay attention, but now you're paying attention and you're like, what do I do? There are 10 times worth of information for what you do because I've been talking about it from the beginning. So, A, microaggression, you clearly don't listen to me or you don't value my opinion or you've cast it aside or you could afford to ignore it, which means you don't care about it, right? Um, Those are all microaggressions. Those are all the kinds of things that like are the daily assaults. It's the, it's, 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 I, I just don't care about poor people in a different term, mm-hmm. right? And actually, for me, I, you know, my personal opinion about things is that I would rather someone say to me flat out, oh, oh, I just same. don't care about poor people. Same. Those those words are, are so concise that I now know that it's perfectly fine for me to cut you off and not have any guilt about it. Right. Because there's, there's always like a small amount of guilt where you're just like, I think that this is the kind of person where if I just explained this to, to them, that they're just not learning it properly. You know, like, like they don't test well. well but if I just explained also, it in a different way, uh, they did get it. It's also, an honest, it's also an honest response that I can deal with. Like, I just don't care about poor people. Great. We've gotten to the root of it. So now I understand everything moving forward and I understand where, where we are. Mm-hmm. Right. But when people say things like, I just don't like it when things get political. Which is such a polite way of saying, I don't care about things that don't affect me, right? It's such a polite way of saying, uh, <laughs> like, if you have a problem with an issue, I don't want to hear about that. I just want to have fun. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Because those people I have a problem with, those people actually don't know what they'll do. I don't know what side they'll come down on. I don't know if they're helping, right? And, and, and while, yes, those are the people who will eventually come over to my side once enough evidence that it is literally irrefutable is put in front of them. Once they are literally watching what I've been telling them for a long time with their own eyes, what some things that I've already seen and said, here, here's the tree. And they're like, yeah, trees don't exist. And I'm like, okay, but come touch the tree. And they're like, are you sure this is a tree? And then finally one day a tree shows up in their bedroom. And they're like, oh my God, there's a tree here. Trees exist. Who knew? Right? Like, now, yes, those people are now here. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not teaching you anything about trees. 
I've done a whole bunch of work trying to teach you about trees. Just go look at anything I told you. Just listen to any of the words I was trying to tell you about the tree. Or all these other people who are like you and got here earlier have also done all this work. Please go look for them because it is now emotionally taxing for me to have to explain to you not only what trees are again, but also how it's felt for 10 years when I keep telling you that trees exist. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I don't hold like grudges, but if I'm ever put in a situation where I put a lot of energy into trying to explain something to someone because I know I'm right and I know that they just don't understand the concept yet. Mm-hmm. And I've like tried to explain the, the foundation of the concept. And then I've tried to, to, to find metaphors for the concept memes, even if, if, you know, maybe that's their language, mm-hmm. um, if they speak memory and then they still don't get it. And I walk away from it and some, somehow somewhere else they, they learned that information and they want to bring it back to me. The first thing I think is do not talk to me. I have wasted so much time talking to you about this. And energy. I am not, I'm never talking to you about this again. Yeah. We are not talking about trees anymore. How's yeah. your day? Yeah. Well, it's, it's it could be because <laughs> no one understands. My God. It just seems like no one understands how difficult it is to talk about this sort of stuff with people who are not coming to you. They're not coming to you half the time to learn, right? A lot of times they just want, they want the burden of explaining our fucking humanity has been on us to do to every single person for whom this does not matter. So, it is the act of having to, f- to f- oh my God, to research, to find, to read, to cultivate an entire read packet. And regurgitate. And, and regurgitate an entire packet of information that is explaining why I deserve to not be fucking murdered. And to have someone look over all that and go, ah, but I mean, nothing in here is really convincing me. They're not bringing anything else to this conversation. It's just me emotionally begging for my life to someone who is listening to it casually as if I'm talking about I don't drink beer. Mm. So then now when people are suddenly aware that maybe Michael shouldn't be murdered in the street and they're coming to me to be like, okay, I'm I don't understand. I'm lost. Like everyone's upset and now I don't want to be left behind. So please explain it to me. No, I'm not explaining it to you because I'm actually going through fucking trauma. Mm-hmm. I am I am grieving. I am angry. I am I am sad. I am fearful. I am terrified. And I do not have the energy. I do not have the emotional capital. And you don't deserve those things from me. For me to tear myself apart explaining to you something that you should already know especially especially when you're coming to me as one of the people who is like oh i mean i love you so much i'm so sorry that this is happening what can i do how can i help you could have listened to me at any point at any point that i've been yelling about this Mm -hmm. it is it's 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 so hurtful that when i was screaming about this you didn't care and now you care because you love me and you've actually thought that this could be affecting me like now now out of nowhere I, I, I no i don't owe you that explanation i don't owe you that work there was there was a time where 
I kept finding myself in conversations with people who would say something similar to this presidency isn't going to kill you. I just kept hearing, I literally just kept hearing it everywhere. I was in an Uber and, I, and, and my Uber driver told me that. Black Republican. And I was just like, I don't think you get it. No. It probably will literally kill me. Also, but here's the thing, man. Even if it doesn't literally kill you, the fact that it could. I think, I think even more importantly, think the pe- fact that I have to be on that side of the spectrum f- for me to like have a political opinion. I have to say something like this might kill me for, for people to like take it seriously. But like, what if, what if it just limits me? Am I, am I still allowed to like keep my political op- opinion? I hate, I hate that it has to be death yeah. for people to listen yeah because hopefully this shit's gonna get better and the death part will drop off that doesn't mean we don't have work to do like i i still want to not be limited i i still want to be allowed to marry who i want like i still there's still stuff here that that's getting that not lost just we have to push it back because people are literally dying but like when people stop dying can i still have will you still will you still vote in a way that that will not like limit me yeah because because the only thing that has ever moved the wheels of progress in this country is the blood of people of color yes it's literally literally death yes the only thing that has ever moved from the from the american revolution to now a black man was the first person killed in the american revolution a black man has now uh, triggered whatever this is. And in between, there have been generations and generations of bl- of men and women of color whose blood has pushed, whose blood has greased the slow wheels of progress in this country. And it only comes when people are furious enough from our deaths and and shamed enough from our deaths to concede our right to just live mm-hmm. yeah um it sounds like you are you are at least to the point to where you can you've got the patience to to even voice your anger well i'm only I, i've i have for the most part only been voicing my anger right. and i've only been doing it to a limited number of people yeah maybe each day and then some days i'm not answering any of you Mm -hmm. and once i answer you like once i once i give you as much as i'm giving you i'm done i'm not continuing the conversation right so there have been people who have been like reaching back out who are who are just on red and it doesn't mean that i'm not aware that they're trying but i'm also at this point done talking yes this is not (laughs) this 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 is not us saying stop trying this is us saying try over there (laughs) and and not only that too but like listen if you're wondering what you can do to help right now asking me what you can do to help isn't helpful no because all it does is again come to a black person and ask me to argue to you for my life it's also it's pretty clear like what you can this isn't like some some this i feel like we are 
in like the middle of this shit. Four years ago, it was like, what what could I do to help? And it's like, vote differently. Talk to your friends who who, who vote against my interests. Talk to, to mm-hmm. people who, who vote against um, my, my happiness, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But now it's pretty fucking clear what you should be doing. Yeah. We're, we're in a burning house. Don't come up to the window and ask me what you can do for you. Know I need water. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know I need you water. You know how to save people from a burning yes, house. Yes. It's we're we're at the point to where this isn't like a what in the future. This like we don't even know if all of this is going to happen. Like we're here. Everything that was predicted four years ago has come to pass. Literally everything. Um, we are. I, well, I guess we 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 we. Just narrowly missed World War Three, so we're we're not. That was January. There, I, well, it didn't like happen. Happen. It was the beginning you know? of the season. It was, yeah. That was how we started this year. But luckily, yeah, luckily we haven't gotten to the end of that arc. We're, oh. We haven't got to. That's what I'm saying is we haven't seen the end of that arc. Um, hopefully, it is not canon, and they somehow, just it. yeah. Hopefully, it was like the the episode where you have a nightmare and it's a musical. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one of the one of the conversations I keep having in my head um, is with people who are like appalled by the word racist to the point to where, like, it's clear that that they're racist, but you can't call them racist. They're gonna take great offense to that. Mm-hmm. They've they've got way too many, you know, black friends or um, their daughter is biracial. You, you cannot talk to them about being racist. It, they can't be racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the conversations I keep having is somehow the word racist has become like this like dirty word that apparently means that you must be doing it consciously. Like you must, you must be seeking out to accomplish this agenda in order for you to be racist. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if you are not actively moving for a racist agenda, you can't be racist. Yeah. Like there's no way that you can do it without thinking. It's the idea that racism is only intentional actions. It's the ignoring a thing that we keep screaming about, which is institutional racism, the ways in which the systems that you rely on the systems that you participate in Mm. the dialogue that you use about this country is racist it's all coded in racist mythology and racist intentions like it was set up this way to keep certain people in certain positions and you not seeing it is i mean you can be unintentionally racist you can love me and still say something that is racist that bothers me that affects me, that erases me. Mm-hmm. You can one hundred percent do that, um, but I, that the the hero complex of even the most well intentioned people is is a problem that we all have to get around. Like you, we are all capable. Again, it's it's okay. It's okay to recognize that you were operating. You were operating. You that you were wrong because you didn't have all the facts. It's 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 okay to not understand something, and to ask for help and then to correct it. If I come to you and I say, as I've been doing a lot this week, do not police the tone of black people while they are grieving 
for their lives. You do not get to call yourself an ally or feel like you are helping or feel like you're one of the good white people if you're going around and telling black people how to process their emotions, how to uh, fight for their lives, and more importantly, how to talk about fighting for their lives. That's not helpful. What that is, is you're silencing the righteous anger of black people in this moment. You're silencing the movement and you're asking black people to go to stop loudly agitating you to the point where you have to pay attention and you're asking them to quietly and nicely ask for their lives in a way that you can ignore. People love We love the idea. We love peaceful protests because you can walk by them. You can ignore them. That's why we love peaceful protests. But peaceful protests have almost never led to direct action. They, I mean, we've been peacefully protesting police brutality in this country forever. So why is it still here if peaceful protests? Colin Kaepernick tried. He absolutely tried. That's what that was all about. Peaceful protesting of police brutality. Well, not in the middle of my football game. Which is tone policing. Right? Like, there's been there's been more progress <clears throat> this week than there had been in years. Yeah. Um, it's not because of peaceful protesting. It's because people are done And enough people are done and done in a very public and very loud and very aggressive way of saying we are done. We will burn this whole thing down if we have to. That like there's no way to ignore that. Mm -hmm. But you can ignore peaceful protests because they have for centuries. Uh, One thing and I I recently made a a Instagram and Facebook post about this, but that uh, it is nice. It is, it is genuinely encouraging to see the fervor with which um, a lot of my friends, a lot of the uh, people who follow me on social media and who I follow, um, it, it, you know, it is nice to see the fervor with which all of these people are um, actively seeking out information from each other, as well as from from people of color, um, sharing that information um, and showing up at protests, showing up at rallies, donating money, organizing fundraisers. Um, I, I I do I need it to keep going. I need to know that it's going to keep going, and that that's one of the reasons that I'm not patting anybody on the back, and I'm not. I'm not offering any of the absolution that people have been coming to me for because I, like I I kept saying, I'm, I keep saying to people, I want to see your actions. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear, you know, how much you, 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 how, I don't want to hear how sorry you are that this is happening. It's happening. And I've, it, I've, I've been telling you it's happening. I don't want to hear any, I don't want to hear. I do not want to hear how shocked you are. Cause it means you aren't listening to me. I don't want to hear how sorry you are. Because that doesn't help me. And and I appreciate, I mean, I, of course, to my core, appreciate the outpouring of love that has been thrown in. But I also need all that love to come with <clears throat> actual, tangible, act like, 
action. I need to see what you're doing with it. And when I see that, like, I see it. I see what you guys are doing. I see what everyone's out there doing. I, I see the people who are sitting quietly and have nothing to say about this. I see the people who have not stopped saying stuff about this. I see the people who, I see the people who've been mad about this for a year, for two years, for five years, for 10 years. Um, I, and I see the people who are mad right now and mad as hell right now. And I'm watching because in a week, I'm still going to be watching. In a month, I'm still going to be watching. In a year, I'm still going to be watching. And I'm very curious how many of those people who are coming to me hat in hand asking for all of my emotional uh, energy, trying to figure out what they can do and how sad, sorry they are and how much it hurts their heart to have to see this. And, you know, all these people who are coming to me for absolution. I'm very, very curious what you're planning to do with it. And I'm going to keep watching to see because I, I... If, if all you've got in you is a week, I need more than that. The country needs more than that. So if you like, that's, that's what I've been telling people. I was like, if you love me and you want to help, go help, go do anything. There's so much you can do, but go do it because the platitudes aren't helping. I'm, I'm, I'm either too angry or too sad or too fearful to do anything about your, to do anything with your platitudes. And ultimately they don't help me leave the house. (laughs) They don't make it easier to leave the house because it, it was already hard to leave the house, not because of what's happening right now. I'm not scared to leave my house because of what's happening right now. I've been scared to leave my house for two months not just because of the pandemic. That's a big part of it. I am an asthmatic. My daughter is an asthmatic. A respiratory virus could kill us. So, yeah, I'm scared I'm scared to leave my house because of that and to interact. But you know why I'm scared to leave my house? You know why the last two months have been hard for me to go to the grocery store or to go to uh to go get any essentials? It's because when I leave my house and drive to a store and park my car outside of the grocery store or outside of a restaurant, I have to sit in my car and put on a mask. And I have to, and I sit in my car gripped in panic every single time that someone's going to look at my car and see a black guy putting on a mask and going into this restaurant or going into this grocery store and they're going to call the police and the police are going to show up and murder me for robbing the store. I have to think that every fucking time I leave my house. So the last week has beaten me because this is now on top of a genuine panic that I've been dealing with for two months, invisible to everyone else. Everyone else who has just been inconvenienced by their mask, annoyed that they can't go out. And like, yes, the, the, the pandemic has caused way more heartache than just the inconvenience of not going out and the inconvenience of wearing a mask. I'm unemployed. I, have, I, I like a lot of people are unemployed. This has been financially devastating for people. It has been emotionally devastating <clears throat> for people. And for others, they didn't make it. 
to, you know, be mad about it. Absolutely. Today, so. Absolutely. People people have lost lives. I've lost family members. Mm-hmm. But like on top of all of that, there's been this invisible consequence for me and for a lot of black people that the idea, something as innocuous as a mask to keep us safe actually makes me more unsafe. And no one knows that. Because of course they not. It was never a thought because it's not something that people have to deal with if they're not black. And so on top of all this, like, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm angry and I'm tired and I'm scared and I can't go protest because I have to wear a mask and be around thousands of people and I can't afford, I can't risk it. I can't risk being around thousands of people because I cannot contract COVID-19. I can't risk contracting it. I can't risk bringing it home to my daughter. So none of that is helped. None of that is helped by empty platitudes. What helps that for me is action. And so that's what I want to see from people. That's what I've been tasking people with. If you're coming to me, that's what I'm asking you for. I don't need your devil's advocate. I don't need... Uh, I don't need your tone policing or your arguments about effectiveness. I need, if you, if, as I told somebody, as I told somebody last week, it, okay, fine. You don't like protesting. You don't like, you don't like rioting. Okay. No one likes rioting. I don't like rioting. I don't want there to be riots in the street. I don't want businesses to be destroyed, but you know what? I'll take it if it means that. George Floyd's murderer actually gets arrested and sentenced. If the accomplices have actually now been arrested and sentenced, I'll do it. If it means getting uh, uh, anyone to look into Breonna Taylor's murder or any of the rest of the long, long, long list, right? Yeah. I'll take some, I'll burn this entire city that I love to the ground. If it means we can move the goalpost. I absolutely will. So, and if, and if you're one of those people who's like, I don't believe in rioting, I don't think it helps. Okay, fine. Then what's the way that you know that helps is effective? Go do it. Go do it right now. Because you're apparently, if you're going to just sit there and say, there's a better way to do this, why aren't you doing it? Go do it. Go do the better way and let's stop all this now. Like, I don't come to me with complaints. Don't come to me. Come to me with solutions. Come to me with action. Mm-hmm. I... The, the rioting and the curfew and all of that, I think, has been a big part of, like, some people's vacillation on the subject, um, especially in, in Charleston, where there, where there are so many um, small uh, family and small black family businesses. And it's, it's, like, it's incredibly unfortunate for this to all follow a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, because we could we, we could all feel how this was affecting um, small businesses in Charleston. Um, like the city thrives in the summer and all of the restaurants and, and um, small shops and things like that are clearly going to be hurting just from COVID-19 alone. And the lack of tourists. And the lack, yeah, the lack of tourists, people not traveling as much, all of that. 
to throw the the rioting and the looting and everything on top of that it is a shame but i would genuinely be lying if if i said like that i didn't see this coming i'd be lying if i said there was a better way um because people have already proven to us that they will they will change they will move when we when people break shit that's literally that's literally the only way that some people move um because some people don't actually care about like the lives being lost they mm-hmm. they say well he had it coming mm-hmm. um how was the police officer supposed to know mm-hmm. uh this guy spooked you know this this trained ex-military police officer what was he supposed to do not shoot him so there's some people who just like actually don't care about the lives lost but they will care if you go like you know fuck up their their favorite local creamery or something like that which i'm not not condoning to do do not go fuck up your local creamery (laughs) that's not what i'm saying um but i am saying that um we we we've never made progress unless we broke something People don't listen until shit gets broken. They no nobody thinks ahead. No one's proactive on how do we stop. How do we not get to the point to where things have boiled over? Um, no nobody's nobody's careful to, to think on 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 subjects like that. Um, and I, I think it's 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 difficult for some people. Like how you said you, you're you're gonna be watching to see if they're doing it in a week, in a month, in a year. For some people, their their concern is very surface level. Mm-hmm. They burn out quickly because this is this is genuinely a fad to them. They burn out quickly. They change their Facebook um, uh, profile picture. Um, they try to half-assedly take back some comments that they made four years ago and and not really you know bring up the discussion and think I have done it. I've done my part to end racism. Um, and they're, they're just not actually going to be outraged. And not even outraged to the point, just, I guess, as loud as the people crying. Like, their outrage will finally be loud enough to where it's matching the people crying once you break some shit. And that's that's genuinely like the sad truth. Like some people just don't move until property is destroyed because like a couple lives lost, whatevs. I didn't know them. I guess I don't know, but like, I mean, I, like, I, yeah, like that's that's just genuinely like how it is. Um, like they're just people who are just sh- like that shitty to where this is the only thing that they that they they care about is like physical things, property. Like this, this building, this car, their job, like until they lose something that they can equate to a human black life, they're not, they're just not going to care. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I haven't said a lot, obviously. Hi, Jillian. Hi. (laughs) Um, Which is, you know, lesson one. Uh, in allyship don't talk over the people who it's affecting no matter what you're trying to be an ally in like particularly right now we are talking about black lives um and don't talk over black people their opinion matters more than yours in this subject 
So sometimes even if you think you have something to interject in the conversation, don't until you give, they give you a pause to interject something into the conversation. Lesson one. Thanks. Um, but also <laughs> in their talk, good lesson. Good <laughs> <point>. <laughs> um, some of the things that Michael and Sadia brought up were people coming to them and, you know, with those platitudes and wanting to do something and they're on fire in the burning house. They can't tell you what to do right now. Um, and so there are a couple of resources. Obviously, Google is your friend, um, but also go to the other white allies that you see on your Facebook. Go to them first because Eve's as mad and as emotional as they might be right now, it's not going to be the same. They're going to be able to maybe walk you through or point you in directions. They have hopefully that energy right now. They should because it's their job right now to point you in, in directions because they're the ones that are stepping up to try and fight alongside black people. Because trying my words are getting parsed a little bit um so reach out to them because they might be able to give you a list of resources a list of things to do um there's a medium article that is 75 ways to be anti-racist um and it's not just love black people it gives you actionable items because that's what i think a lot of non-black allies right now are missing what to do if they can't go to a protest for whatever reason they're like what else or they don't have the money to do donate right if they can't do either of those things they're like what else can i do um george george floyd the arrest the all four officers involved in george floyd's arrest have or uh george floyd's murder have been arrested so what do i do now we hounded that police station well if you need a name attached michael mentioned one earlier Go to Breonna Taylor, start researching that case, start hounding that case until there's gun. If you need a name attached to it, just work the fuck backwards because there's a lot of names. And so if you need a name, find one, hunt it down, work on it. But if you don't need a name, go to that Medium article that I mentioned, 75 ways to be anti-racist. Put it in Google, it will show up. I'm not saying you have to do all 75, but on days when you feel like, what the hell am I even contributing to this? Go, pick one thing, do it. Pick two things, do it. Pick as many things as you have the emotional energy to do at that moment. Um, have you checked all 75 off? Probably not. I haven't fucking checked all 75 off. It's a long list. It's a lot of things to do, which is the reason why you just keep it in your back pocket for whenever you're feeling like you can't do anything. Um, also, if you are new to allyship, if this is a thing, I have seen lots of people who are like, I didn't get it before. I get it now. Or like they were all lives matter. But then they finally got it explained to them in the way that made it click that like, okay, this is, I get what you're saying now. All lives, saying black lives matter doesn't, isn't equating or dismissing other lives. I get it now. Because some people are very new to that. I've seen them come out and I've seen them fighting and I've seen them post the equations. And so if you are very new, um, then do, do your research. There's lots of different things that you can do. Um, there's the Netflix documentary 13th 
that was directed by Ava DuVernay. It's on Netflix. Like I said, it's on Netflix. It's very good. It will walk you through kind of the history of systemic racism in America. It'll open your eyes to a lot of things if they haven't been opened already. There are lots of different lists right now of places that you can go to and research to educate yourself. Um, Google, again, is your friend. Your white, white allies is your friend. Don't You don't have to go to your black friends and ask them for a summer reading list. That's not their job to provide you a summer reading list. Now, I will say um, that if you have... A black friend who will make that emotional investment for you, mm-hmm. you are welcome to use it. Um, there are people who have come to me and I have, I'm not giving them specifics. I'm telling them what Jillian's telling them, which is uh, Google's your friend. Go find some stuff. I'm not giving them specifics, but, it, you know, there will be, um, there are black people who have the energy to do that. Uh, it comes and goes, right? Like, you know. <laughs> that's that's what I was, that's what I was thinking is it, really just depends on the fucking day it depends on the day it It really does i mean it depends on the day it depends on the black person it depends on how they're able what they're able to emotionally do that day and what helping is for them and some of them are going to share these lists and articles and books and artists and stuff um you're allowed to go to black people and ask just do not be surprised and do not be offended when they do not have the energy to help you right now when they don't have the energy to put your emotions on top of theirs, then do exactly what Jillian's doing. Check in and say, hey, sorry, I just have a question. Or if you're, are you in a place to, you know, whatever, and whatever the response is, be like, okay, great. You know what? Actually, I'm out. And then go check with your white ally so that you're not adding your feelings, the burden of your feelings on top of ours. The, something that I, I like about some of like the those lists that you mentioned, Jillian, that I've seen around is, I'm hoping that what they'll do is help people understand that there is no like end game to like your your progress in being an ally. Like there's never a point. There's no like tippy top that mm-hmm. you can reach and then you can say I've done it. I've be- I I am become best ally boy. Like <laughs> like you, you will never like no one, no one ever gets there. There's always the, like more that we can all do. Well, I guess the, I guess, I guess everybody will get an, uh, a, everyone. I, w- I will personally make the promise that everyone will get a best ally boy ribbon when we solve racism. Yes, <laughs> would love. There you go. Like when we, when I look around and go, damn man, like it, the internet's ra- gonna remember this. Racism's gone. Institutional. <laughs> I will personally make them all, and I will hand them all out. Yeah. You'll. I will. I will. I will mm-hmm. do a full. Metal pinning ceremony for every Perfect. single one of you. Yes, um, but un- until <laughs> until we get to that day, until until we get to graduation for you guys, um, I think I think lists like that are a good reminder that you're never done, and there is never a point to where like you've done so much work that you can just do whatever the fuck you want now. Like you can still backslide. You can still have days where, like, you're not thinking and you still say some shit. Like, mm-hmm. the work you're putting in now does not make you, like, untouchable. It doesn't make you, like, impossible to be racist in the future. It's, like, a constant thing. A lot of people have a lot of unlearning to do, and I completely understand that. Um, 
we, we just kindly ask you to not assume that you can do that unlearning with me specifically. You may not do that <laughs> unlearning with me. No. Um, because that's your line. That's what you need to get through the day. Because here's the thing, man. All of your black friends who are going through all of this and who are doing all of this still have to get through the day. We have we have wives, we have children, still we have going jobs. into work. Yeah, we have. I mean, we have to we have to get up and eat and Feed shower. Those damn cats! Like <laughs> I've had days in this past week where, and Jillian can attest, where like getting up off the couch was an ask. I'm at the point. Yes, I'm at the point to where like I'm doing exactly what is necessary for me to like get up and go to work. And, and bring home a paycheck. I have, like, my hair's been in the same bun for, like, two weeks. I don't even know how long it's going to take to detangle it. Um, it still looks good. Does Okay, well, that's kind of you to lie, Jillian. <laughs> I wouldn't have kind ex- of you. Look. She's an ally. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. Jillian has now officially reached <laughs> peak allyship. Where's my fucking pin, <laughs> Michael? <laughs> Start we sewing it I now. Said, wait, we didn't solve racism. <laughs> no, you gotta solve racism. Damn it. That's you can't right. just compliment racism. my messy butt. It's not peak allyship. I said it's that. Yes. Sorry, I conflated when I got the pen. Um, so uh, I, I, want, I want to ask you guys what your responses have been to a couple of things that have really been annoying me on Facebook. Sure. Um, what has been your response to those, those, um, those fun people who like to come out of the woodwork and all lives matter, your post about how angry you are in this situation so i don't have a lot of them on my facebook anymore or if i do they don't <laughs> step to me i'll say that um, my, per- my, my, so my personal facebook yeah. does not seem to i'm not gonna say it doesn't but no one has no one has had the odd i've had i've had some i've had some white men have the audacity to do some stuff this week, but I've had nobody have the audacity to all lives matter me. Mm-hmm. I, I have seen, I have seen other people on Facebook, uh, in roundabout ways have the conversation. Um, nobody's come into my comments, um, but I have seen it in other people's comments. Um, for friends who are speaking out, but maybe they aren't at the point where they're ready to combat people yet, which is another thing, you guys, you, you got to tell your aunt she's wrong. I'm sorry. You've got to tell your aunt she's wrong. I'm not saying you have to tell her, fuck you, you're wrong. You can do it in a nice way. And I... I'd personally say, I'd actually personally like to see you say, fuck you, you're wrong. But... And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm actually, because it, it, it speaks to something. White people are so afraid of being uncomfortable that they become unhelpful. No, no, no. I'm not talking about being uncomfortable. Okay. I am talking about coming to people and and uh, and countering them. But and it's just this is a thing and I am able to do mm-hmm. is I can counter them without emotion. Mm-hmm. I can counter them without getting ramped up for the most part. So no matter how many times we're circling around in these comments, I'm going to keep coming and I'm going to keep teasing out what you're saying and your fallacies. Sure. And eventually that sometimes leads to something. I, I agree. But I, you know what else also leads to something? Because I've also seen this 
um, is that Sadia said it right. Sometimes people don't respond to things until something breaks. And I need more white allies to be willing to break relationships. Yes. Instead of just, cause, because yes, Pursing out and going around and around in circles is fine. That Yeah, but that only works for people who are doing this out of, like, logic. People who feel like their facts are are real facts. Yes. But then, but there are people who aren't operating on logic or facts Absolutely. And, whatsoever. And, 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 and I'm speaking directly to allies who, what I don't need, what is, un, like, the fear of being uncomfortable, making you, making you unhelpful, is what I mean of, like saying it in a nice way and then, okay, I, I, I disagree with what you just said. I mean, I just think I disagree with you just said. And then we're back and forth and we're back and forth. And then we agree to disagree to get through Thanksgiving. Oh, no, no. That's unhelpful. No, I am not saying that you haven't agreed to disagree because this is a thing that there is no, sorry, there is no shade of gray. There is a right and a wrong side. So no, you should never agree to disagree. This is not a thing where you get to have a difference of opinion regarding it. And so that's not what I'm saying. I, and again, you can normally tell the people who it's, they're being factual and you're, you're going out about their facts, right? And you're parsing out the facts to the people who are just ignorant as fuck. Like, okay, sure. The people who are just ignorant as hell. I mean, me cursing them out. I'm a stranger in, in this mutuals Instagram comments. So me doing that will not do anything. If it is your aunt who is like being out of pocket in your comments and it's from a purely emotional place and you know that there is no getting around Aunt Sally's dumbass opinions, then yes, cut her off. Cut off Aunt Sally. Doesn't matter what it's like at Christmas or at Thanksgiving. In fact, wear your Black Lives Matter shirt at Thanksgiving. Thanks. But like, but there are some people for whom you can have a conversation and just because those conversations are uncomfortable doesn't mean that you should let them be. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like, just because you want to try and, like, not have an uncomfortable conversation. Um, because, so for example, like I said, I don't really have a lot of All Lives Matter people in my friend circles. So when I share stuff, I'm mostly speaking to an echo chamber. There might be a few people who are hanging on. There are a few people who I have unfollowed because all they post is dumb memes and so i'm like i want you to be able to see my shit but i don't want to see yours because i want you to be able to see my shit (laughs) um but and those are like random high school friends from high school or something like that i'm like i haven't talked to you in 20 years um but but doing um but if you see of mutuals friends who is just letting somebody slide in their facebook comments get in those comments yourself you don't know these people and if they're not willing to have the uncomfortable conversation guess what you do it because sometimes you're gonna let people know they're wrong yes and uh, jillian i think that's incredibly helpful but i i i need to stress that it is so easy for people to come to strangers with who are who are um spreading uh, who, who who are spreading bad takes and mm-hmm. just point that point out to strangers. You're this is wrong. You're wrong. Here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. What seems to be harder for white people, to, that thing that keeps them from being allies, is taking that same energy to their grandparents, their aunts, their mm-hmm. uncles, their their uh pa- their parents, right? 
And that's actually where I need that energy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I need that energy on strangers, sure. But what's insidious is the act of my parents are racist. Mm, but you know what? They're still good people to me. So I still think they're good people. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to agree with you. I've had people say that to me, like in my face that like, I mean, my dad would never really like, my dad doesn't approve of like, you know, black people, but like, you know, he's a good, he's a decent guy. I'm like, you know, I don't think, you know, I'm never going to think that your father's a decent guy. Like, I can't believe you would just say that to me. Like, if you. When that happens, that's so crazy to me because it it tells me, like, the only reason you think that he's such a, that he's still a great guy is because you don't bring black people around him. If you're. Yeah. If if, he looks like a good guy to you because there's never black people around. But once there is someone around, then now you have to, like. You have to, like, make excuses for this, but, like... That was said to me at a school, by the way. <laughs> that was said to me at a school by someone who I hundred, who I would 100%, who I 100% consider a friend and who I think would consider themselves an ally. But they said that to me once, and I went, you know, you like, you know that because your father's a racist, I can never see him as a good guy, right? Yeah. And she, like, I saw her think about that for a sec, like, have to think about that, and it the conversation kind of died there. Yeah. But I was like... What a what a disconnected thing to say to me. I need that's that's where I need you to bring that energy, mm-hmm. right? Because if you truly want to be an ally, I need you to argue passionately as if it is important to you. And mm-hmm. if it's important to you, then you'll you'll say as long as you have these opinions, I cannot be I cannot be connected. We can't have a relationship if this is how you feel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Sidia said, sometimes people need something to break before they realize it. If it breaks, then maybe the person will go, wow, this means that much to you? I didn't, I don't understand. Please explain. Yeah. Because if you just go, if if you don't, if you're not willing to do that and you're willing to eventually just let it go and go, go to dinner, let it go and that person's still in your family, right? Then what you're telling to them you're not telling them that it's something important to you to end a relationship over. You're telling them that it's something that you guys just, oh, we just don't agree about this. Yeah. We just, you know, they can then walk away thinking, this is just one of the ways they like to agitate me. Yeah. But they, you know, we still have a good relationship. Yeah. That's not helpful to me. That enforces negative stereotypes. That enforces bad ideas. It just makes it something that's agitating. It doesn't make it something that your life and death passion is about. Yeah. Right? So I, I need I need I need potential allies to bring that energy that they would bring to a stranger's Facebook post. Bring that shit to your fucking table. Yeah. Like that's what I need. Yeah. Uh how are you guys responding to that group of people who wants to throw out MLK quotes. Oh my to God. Tell you that, <laughs> to tell you that this is not what Martin wanted. Not like this Martin I would not have wanted it. I don't know if I have posted several different things. I've gotten a little bit of this. Uh, and I, again, went to the idea of, in my, in my rant about tone policing and about um, delegitimizing the effectiveness of... Uh, aggressive protesting. I'll say that I, 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 you know what I, I keep doing? I keep being like, okay, fine. Then what's the better idea? Like I'm people who are doing that to me. I'm tasking them with giving me their foolproof idea for solving this. That involves no rioting that involves only peacefulness. 
And, and why aren't they out there doing it right now? And why is it taking them so long? And if they have, and they don't have any answer for that. Right. So I keep coming to people being like, if you've got a better idea, I'd love to, I'm literally dying to hear it. Right. Throwing these MLK quotes at me is all right, fine. But like he was assassinated. You didn't like him either. You didn't. And we like got the him. and we got the Civil <laughs> Rights Act after six days of rioting fi- following his murder. That and that's the there's MLK was great. Nobody is saying that MLK wasn't great at this table. But if you think he was the only person that mattered in the civil rights movement or the only thing that mattered, you're just flat out fucking wrong. Um. And so it's it's really frustrating because it's people like to slap out the MLK card, and it's almost made it where you're like, come on, you're talking like not you're talking about MLK again, but like you're doing it wrong. Like you're 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 slapping out this one quote and you're ignoring the litany of others, um, or or you're, you're you're taking a section of a quote. And you're, you're chopping off the beginning of what that quote was and the and end, just so you get the, the pretty part that you want. Well, and it says to me that that's the way, that's the only way you've heard it. Yeah. Yes. Because what it says to me, every time somebody MLKs black people right now, particularly when white people are like, MLK said this, MLK would have wanted this. I'm like, okay, great. So the only thing you know about black activism in this country is Martin Luther King, because he's the only thing taught in school. And you know these six quotes because they're the only things white people like to talk about. You don't know anything else about him. You actually don't know anything about this movement. What you want is order. You do not care about justice. Yes. Martin is Martin is the the safe black friend that you get to quote um, because he said something that kind of sounds similar to what you're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe he wasn't saying it, you know, like exactly in this tone or exactly in this context. But I mean, he did say it and he is black. So you need to listen to me. Dr. King would have spoken at length publicly and angrily about the way white people use his name and quotes today. 1,000 He would be furious. White yeah. people, if he you... He would be furious. If you are trying to, like, go... Just go read the very beginning of the letter from Birmingham jail. Just go read it. Stop that. Read the whole letter. Uh, well, I None know... None of this cherry-picking shit. No, go read the I, whole letter. I'm not, <laughs> not... Read the whole letter, but... You'll get why I just was focusing on the first two paragraphs whenever you literally start it. Because it's about the white moderate and how he's more dangerous than the person who will flat out tell you, I don't like poor people. I said that earlier. Y'all, if if I have not made it abundantly clear, my position on this is raise it down to the ground. <laughs> Build it back up together. Listen to some damn body. Like that, those, that's like my, my, my final thoughts on what is on everything that is happening here. I don't care about things more than I care about people. Amen. If for every black life that was taken by a police officer, we had to like level a building, I'd happily level a building. I, I feel like I'm always having like an out of body experience when I'm around people who are ta- talking politics, they're air quotes, you cannot see them. Um, and the argument is fun for them. And I'm just like, you're literally talking about my life. Like, what? <laughs> Y'all are leaving it to somebody like these guys? Like, this is really, this uh, well, is kind of really weird. And because, again, like, for some, it's, it's, white, it's white privilege. 
But for some people, politics is just that. It's just something to talk about. It's something to debate. It has no it's, actual... It's, it's a fun... Yeah, it's it's a fun debate. It's... It's an intellectual debate. It. It, yes, it, because, exactly. It's 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 something it, it's something that like in some forms can be uncomfortable, but in other forms, if you do it right, it becomes this fun, heightened, you know, intellectual engagement, well, and and we can do it, and then we can go have a beer. Afterwards. Because there's no stakes. There's right. no stakes there's, to it. It's literally yes, and it, and it's like you are literally talking about my life, about people's lives. This is yeah. so weird. But they don't care. Um. What, how have you guys been responding to people who are throwing the Bible into this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I haven't had I'm, that. This is just that continuing is the to last prove that, like, that you get to have on I the might podcast. No more hayyucks. I might edit out that hayyuck. I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I responded. That. Well, well, number one, number one, I have not seen anybody do that to me. Yeah. I oh, fun. I haven't had that. Which I have not had the further wow, proves, y'all are really lucky. <laughs> which further proves my echo chamber, which further proves y'all who don't have the echo chamber, who are out there as allies, fucking speak up because you've got I the work obvi- to do. I'm yeah. obviously in an echo chamber. I'm yes. sorry, y'all. I have, Jillian, you need to move or something. I have yeah, not been. To, <laughs> I can't help it. I was like, I haven't been hit. Make bad you've friends. Been hit by the Bible. Have, okay, I don't understand how y'all have not. Do y'all not have like pastors in your families? Do y'all not have... Not that I communicate. Okay. I have, <laughs> in my circle, not to specifically call anybody out. Y'all don't listen to the podcast. Anyway, um, there are definitely people who, who try to, to toss the Bible into this. It's the same people who were like, it's okay, guys. God's got control of the wheel four years ago. I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black person, so I've definitely, I'm definitely getting the, like let go and let God from people who are, who, who that's their answer for to, to everything. Well, it's their answer to your, to, to feelings of doubt. They're, they're, it's their answer to feelings of fear, feelings of anger. It's, it's the thing that cling to. It's yes. a, it's a, it's and, yeah. And you, you're, no, yeah. it's, no, it's, no one's attacking your, your faith here, by the way. Yes. You, like if, if, if that's I how you process this, process it with yes. God. I per it personally doesn't help me. Yeah. So when people say things like that Same. to me, I, yeah, it really doesn't help me. <laughs> You're allowed to have it. I don't really need it. I don't, but, it doesn't yeah. do anything for me. So when people say that to me, I'm like, okay. Well, and also, you know, the Bible was used back in the day to justify slavery. I, listen, so... it's, I, my, my thing is, I've, I've already addressed it. That's the same thing as, I'm thinking about you, my heart's heavy, you're in my heart. Uh, I love you. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Right. It's it's it it is um, unnecessary. Like like it doesn't help me. Like you know if if you're offering it in any regard, like no, it doesn't. I it's not tangible. Go do something tangible. Yeah. For for some people, that might be comforting. If you're talking to someone like minded, and and you remind them that you know God's got a plan for all of this and. Most of this is out of our control and things like that. And, and you're speaking to someone who believes the same things. That could be comforting to them. I think, though, for other people who don't, like, take that to heart and, and truly appreciate it and believe it and love it. They're trying to comfort you. Not Yeah, it's not going to matter. Are any of them end. trying to throw it? This is the end times at you? Um... No, no right? one who I believe actually believes yeah. that. Okay. Right? I, so think, I think okay. it's all comfort. I think they're trying to comfort you. They're right. trying to calm you down. And, and that's the thing I keep coming back to. Black people do not want your comfort right now. We want 
we want i don't want you to make me feel better i don't want you to make me happy i don't want you to make i don't want any of that what i want is to feel safe period so i don't want you to come at all with anything that's just supposed to make me feel better right now Mm. what i want you to do is go do something so that in a month or six months or a year when you've stopped thinking about this i can stop thinking about it too yeah because whenever everyone moves on sadia and i aren't getting to move on so that's not yeah i think that's what people are doing i think people are trying to bring you comfort but i don't want i don't i mean I, i'm not gonna speak for all black people but i don't want comfort i want change yeah i want something that i i will i will be comforted when i am no longer afraid and i will no longer be afraid when i see substantive change so yeah, i actually thought about you the other day because i was talking to my cousin who lives in baltimore because mm-hmm. um, that's where i'm from so yeah, this is not uh, our first... Shout out to Be More. Shout out to Be More. Not our first rodeo when it comes to protests and riots right. and uh, yeah. trying to get some change by burning some shit down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she and I were going back and forth about like what this, how, how this all feels and why it sucks and everything. And uh, do you know what she said to me? What did she say? I think you might know. She uh, just looked at me and just, just went, um, I hate it here. <laughs> I heard Sadia. I heard her say it. And, like, I knew she wouldn't get the reference, but that, uh, man, I just threw back to basic genealogy in our conversation there. And I said, I said it back. I said it right back. And I was like, I was like, I gotta tell Sidia about this later. I was like, of course, of course, Sidia's not here, obviously, but Sidia's here because, again, we all say it. I was laughing Mm -hmm. on the couch, but I just, like, I was silently laughing to myself on the couch. Because, legit, I too hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, (laughs) something that I was thinking about the other day was it's really nice to know that there are so many people in my circle and in my outer circle. Most of you are in my outer circle. I don't really have an inner circle. Who are willing she said to? That right ouch! To our faces. Ouch! You were clear. I'm, right I'm at this table. Faces. You guys are clearly in the inner circle. <laughs> oh, very okay. small. It's okay. an intimate okay. group of okay. inner circle, and none of you okay. guys know each other. Oh, good. Right. I'm glad. We're so in it the doesn't club. feel like a circle. Okay. It's okay. just feels like I'm that. bouncing around other people. Because we're sitting circles. in a circle right now. Yes, and we said are. that, and Triangle. I was like, okay. Sorry, my bad. But yeah, it's nice to know that there's so many people that I'm associated with who are willing to put in this work and are understanding that people are, are, are complicated and there mm-hmm. are going to be days where your friend can be friendly with you and, and maybe engage in this conversation with you yes. and help you grow. And then there are also going to be days where like, it's too fucking much. Can you yeah. take that shit somewhere else? Absolutely. Oh man. Listen. I just really hope that those <laughs> of you who are working on it can, I, I hope that your, your yourselves that you are today are proud of of the you years from now i hope that you look back and think damn i would have made myself proud by who i became thinking that the other day um i think i was thinking about that because i was looking through some of like our president's old tweets and I, i like i like cried myself from laughter i was like he would be so disappointed in the president he is. Literally the a Donald tweet Trump, for everything, The y'all. Donald Trump from four years ago. 
would be disappointed in the president that he is four, today. Four years which ago, is hilarious. four years ago, there's a tweet from January where he's telling Iran not to use the military yeah. as their military against the protesters, and that the U.S. is watching. That was four months ago. You know, you know what I love. That was from the beginning that? of this year. Yeah, I from from that specific tweet. I love the the phrase "the world is watching." The world was watching, and they are also holding Black Lives Matter protests all over the world. Like, yo, I cannot wait to see what his his next response is to that. Because, like, I mean, at some point, you got to get tired of contradicting yourself, right? I don't even think he's. A, I don't even think he realizes. I also want to say too, just for me personally, um, like I didn't know yesterday whether or not I was going to be in a place to sit at this table and record a podcast tonight. You know what's okay, something I was I was just thinking about. So I woke up early uh, yesterday. I wake up at like six a.m. I have the world's worst internal alarm clock. I'm I I physically cannot sleep in for some reason. Mm-hmm. And what I've been doing with all that extra energy is um, just like going for very long, very early morning walks. It's 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 been like the normal amount of uncomfortable. Like people are always going to look at me weird and be like, "It's barely light out. What is she doing walking through our neighborhood?" And I live in a neighborhood um, that is just mostly white, so. But that, that's something that's something that I can, like, put out of my mind. I can just be like, yeah, okay, well, fuck you. Like, you don't own the sidewalk, bitch. So, <laughs> and I on my walk yesterday, like, fresh like fresh off of, like, the, the, the first curfew for Charleston mm-hmm. and, um, like, fresh out of a weekend that was filled with peaceful protests and rioting and big discussions, there were so many people outside like mowing their lawns on their porch in their cars and I like genuinely staring at me almost like expectant and I I just kept thinking like what do they want me to do (laughs) not like I I was uncomfortable to the point where I was like like the the first half of the walk I was just like what are they waiting for like what am I supposed to do for them there's sometimes there's some situations where like you can tell what someone's expecting of you Mm -hmm. you can tell they're like oh she's gonna tell a joke or, oh, she's going to be mad. But like, I had no idea why they were all staring. I genuinely could not uh, tell what they what they saw when they looked at me. That's also sometimes a uniquely black experience. Yes. Of being in a room full of white people who are all aware of you and you know they're aware of you, but you don't know what they want from you. It, yes. Yeah. And, it was, and it was that. And I, I don't feel that like in those walks because it's just me walking. It's just me in my own space listening to music, like laughing at myself telling myself jokes, things like that. <laughs> it's just me like clearing my head and, and making space for the rest of the day. But like that entire walk, it was just like, what the hell are they looking at? The second half of the walk, more people were out. Cars are slowing down, like walking past me. And I don't know if it was because of like the way that I was dressed. Like I was just wearing what you wear when you go for long walks in the morning. Um, but by the time I got back to my apartment, I told Taylor, I was like, I did not feel safe this morning and it was really weird. And I woke up early this morning and I got dressed and then I got undressed. Cause I was like, I don't think I should do it. I don't think I should go back out. Um, but like now after all of this, I kind of feel like tomorrow I will wake up and I will go for my walk. Good. Yeah. I, uh, 
I've been, Jillian, Jillian can attest, um, I've been, how would you describe it, all over the place? Or just just depressed? Um, depressed and angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so just trying to get through the days, trying not to, like every conversation being really the conversation that will dominate the rest of my day. Um, because it is both exhausting and infuriating to make it's 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 ang- it's hard emotionally because it's ang- it's it's anger and it's frustration and it's fear to do the work of the conversations that are um are arguments or fights but it's just as emotionally taxing to do the conversations that are I don't have the energy to help you today Please, like, go do one, any of these things. I appreciate that you love me, but I can't give you anything else. Like, those are hard, too, because they are people that I care about. They're people who are coming to me, and I care for them. I want to help them. I'm, I'm happy they're on my side, but I don't have anything for them. And then when, they're, when they leave, I'm, I'm hurting. So the, my emotional state's been all over the place because of that, right? Because of those various feelings that every conversation is an emo- is emotionally attached but i've had some good conversations i had a great conversation um with our artistic director at the theater to have a, like to try and figure out what we were going to do next and the stuff that we talked about that had nothing to do well everything has something to do with all of this but like the stuff that we talked about that was just like this would be a cool program for us to start back or why don't we focus on this when we get back like that stuff helped because i wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. how angry i was or how sad i was um, obviously playing with our daughter helps that. Um, however, because I'm so angry and sad, my fuse is a little shorter and so it's tough. And there's a whole realm of guilt that comes along with that. I just got cats. Um, <laughs> they don't care if I yell at them. Uh, establishment. Doesn't, Danny doesn't demand just, much. <laughs> we started a video game. We started playing Uncharted 4 and that's been really helping because I can just focus on like, I'm playing a game, and it's very pretty. And he can't mm-hmm. pick up his phone. I can't pick up my phone. I can't pick up my phone. But I will say... Hands are engaged. I will say... And, I, and, and you know, like, I canceled our D&D game uh, because I couldn't... I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do it. I can't... Uh, I can't do it because I'll have to ignore it. I'll have to actively be ignoring it with people. And I'm going to lose it if they say anything that causes a microaggression like you know they like all some of my best friends but also a group of white people and i'm the only black person so they are going to say and do things that are going to be bullshit because they do all the time without meaning it and i i was just like the minute they do it i'm gonna go off and it's gonna ruin the game so let me just not play let me just not engage i don't want to be in that position at all um but, you know, a friend of mine who I go back and forth with, who is one of those people who I have, you know, he and I have differences of opinion. Um, some of them fundamental. Some of them differences that I'm like, I don't under, sometimes I don't understand how we're still friends when this is the difference of our opinion. But we're, but we're still friends because I, I genuinely believe I've known him most of my life and I genuinely believe that he loves me. I love him. There's a mutual respect between the two of us. 
Um, I don't think, you know, I've known him long enough to know that he's not, uh, in, you know, that he says things without realizing that they are difficult for me, but he does, he, it's not malicious. It's just not like not having ever thought of it from my perspective, but he's also someone I know can learn because I know he learns. I've, right. I've spent enough time with him to know that like he comes to me to clarify points because he is then having those conversations with other people. He comes to me to clarify points because he hears something and goes, mm, let me check with Smallwood on that. Cause I don't know that mm, that doesn't seem that that would be right. And I don't think Michael would agree. Um, and he texted me last night to say that, like, uh, you know, to give me the obvious platitudes. But then he said something that I actually really needed to hear, um, which was that, like, not only that he, you know, learns from us and that I help him be better. But then he said that someone who I do not speak to, some like a guy I went to high school with who I don't even know that I like he might he might be one of those people that I unfollow but didn't unfriend because I was like I don't even know if I'm still friends with that guy obviously you are obviously I am because I was told by this friend that this person who I went to high school with looks follows every social media post I post and like reads them like he's he follows what I do and that that guy's opinions about a lot of stuff that affects me have changed over the years because of my posts, because of the things that I say. Somebody who, like, he, from afar, sees them, and he never interacts with me, he never engages with me, but my friend who does engage with him is like, yeah, that guy's different 100% because of the stuff that you say. And that was one of those things that, like, I needed to hear at that time. It's, it, it did remind me that, like, it's a fight, and it sucks, and it's exhausting, and it's um, unbearable, but that it does work. It can work. And so I was like, okay, this is helping. That, that really helped. And it's probably why I'm able to record the episode tonight. You've definitely seemed lighter, a bit like you've seemed i felt lighter this is the best i've felt Mm -hmm. uh in a week probably even longer than that because i've been dealing with this this quiet fear for longer Mm -hmm. which is not gone by any means but you know I, i i felt light enough to talk i felt light enough to engage again i felt light enough to go back to people who wanted me to engage in bigger ways and like say hey can we like i might be ready to talk about whatever this is you know i might be ready to to have a long discussion or be a guest on this thing or whatever so all that to say that like i uh i've at least found i've i at least got what i needed to keep go to to keep going because i was kind of shutting down like i was beaten it was too much. Um, and I was, I was like, if it what I was only getting anything done when I was angry. Outside of that, I was just not getting anything done. So now I do feel a lot better. I'm still angry. So don't take this as a, a, 
<laughs> aside that, oh man, Michael's good. <laughs> he's not angry. Now is the time to ask him a bunch of bullshit. It's yes. not. Um, guys, when we when we when we plug um our social media, please throw all of the questions that you might have had for me <laughs> into Michael's inbox. <laughs> Jk, I feel I. It's yeah. not a bad. I, I mean, you I, know. I feel like I, I've got I've got actually a little more patience to actually talk to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, those of you who have literally just been ignored by me um, can kind of understand, like, after all of this, where that comes from, the different kinds of responses that people are absolutely a one hundred percent allowed to have, um, like. People grieve and, and process differently. My plan has always been navigate the world how I want to safely, make it to retirement, jump out of a plane. It's <laughs> very elaborate. Are you D.B. Cooper? This is very elaborate. I don't know who D.B. Cooper is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and welcome back Wait, to Welcome, welcome to Green back Day. to Welcome to Green Day. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, uh, um, we'll send you a link to the BuzzFeed Unsolved on TV. It's also okay. It is also 100% okay to enjoy things that are happening in the world right now. Like we celebrated our daughter's birthday today and it was great. It was great. You know? Um, she's super cute. She's so she's cute. She's so cute, yeah. But like... Um, go out there, like, you know, it, and it's okay. I mean, we're, we did this this week, but we're going to keep reviewing community. <laughs> like, yeah. Like we are going to keep doing it because it, it, it's, it's okay to enjoy stuff. It's really, really important to enjoy stuff. Um, if you are sad and scared, um, <laughs> it's very radical. It's very radical to continue enjoying stuff if you're black in, in America. Like, one of the most radical things you could possibly do is be black and happy in this country. So, be be like, be furious and be angry and, like, get shit done. But also, man, be having fun, too, because don't they hate to see us happy, though? It makes mm-hmm. them so mad. Do we, as a group, have any final thoughts? Um... Do we have, do we want to make some different recommendations? Let's make some recommendations for stuff. Um, uh, I'm going to start with the more serious stuff. Okay. Um, for the, uh, for those of you who are looking to learn, uh, I've got, I'm going to tweet this information out as well. Um, but there are some different things you can watch or listen to. Um, so get out your pen and pad, your pen and pad, uh, and get ready to write some stuff down. Um, and again, or this, just rewind this. It's or a just rewind this. What? Don't cut off my eloquence in trying to tell this them. This is to the be radio. Studious. They could just could just go back fifteen seconds and listen to whatever she <sighs> <Fine>. said. Um, <laughs> Please tell me you're gonna cut this. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. So if this is heavy stuff, so if you are looking to do that learning that we talked about, um, you do not get to use the excuse that you're not in the mood for something heavy to avoid learning about what's happening. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, this is heavy stuff, but it's also your fucking homework. Go do it. Yes. Just 
I, I, I was mainly just saying don't don't just IV this back to back to back if you are already in that low mindset. Sure. But also, this, this if you want to know, yeah. go, like, if you want to know, it's not going to make you feel better, but you still have to do it. Take your medicine. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned 13th on Netflix by Ava DuVernay. Um, there's American Son by Kenny Leon. Mm-hmm. Based on uh, a play. Everyone should see it. It's uh, there's the television show Dear White People um, by oh my goodness I can never say his last name Justin Simeon Simeon um, which is you can either watch the movie yes. Dear White People started as a film um, or you can watch the Netflix television series particularly the first two seasons of it and that one is one that actually is it, there's a balance to that one. There is a balance to that one um, in regards to the heavy and and the light. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I recommend watching I both the movie and the Netflix show. Um, See You Yesterday by Stefan Bristol. Oh, man. Have you seen that? You would love that movie. See You Yesterday? Yeah. It's really good. You, you, uh, you put it on one time whenever I was like doing stuff. Yeah. So it's about um, it's a. It's beautiful. It's also one of these instances, too, where um, do your best. And and this is a really good list for it. Um, I'm going to add a few things to it. But yeah, do your best to seek out right now during this period uh, the works of black artists and the and as many black voices as you possibly can. Um, but also like black people make stuff about things that aren't uh, slavery or the <laughs> civil rights movement. And this is a great example of it. While, yes, this does deal um, with police brutality and the impact that it leaves on our lives, it also does it in a beautiful movie about two young people who have invented time travel, which is a beautiful film that shows two young black people as science nerds who are still cool. Uh, and it's basically our Back to the Future with way less annoying Marty McFly and 100% less implied sex with your mother um see you yesterday is a great it's a it's yeah it's a solid movie um there's when they see us by ava duvernay heavy heavy and uh you know important homework if if you want even more reasons to be uh angry at 45 um if beale street could talk by barry jenkins beautiful heavy but beautiful the Hate You Give by George Tillman Jr. I haven't watched the movie yet, um, but the book is very good. Um, so you can pick your poison on that one. Also, while you're um, watching If Beale Street Could Talk, also go read any James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watch interviews with James Baldwin. Just go dive into the name James Baldwin. Um. Fruitvale Station by Ryan Coogler. Mm-hmm. I am not your Negro. Uh, uh, you know, talking about James Baldwin. Talking about James Baldwin. Also, <laughs> so with Ryan Coogler, again, I'm going to jump in and say, again, look, you can you can absorb stories by and about black people that are, that are not about uh, how terrible our lives are. While after your after you watch Fruitvale Station, which is your homework for dessert, you may watch Black Panther or Creed. <laughs> 
Yeah, Creed. Creed, man. Creed is amazing. I love Black Panther too, but Creed surprised me. Creed is so good. It's so uh, it's a it's a it's a fun sports movie centered around a black protagonist. Um, it's got Tessa Thompson. It's in if it. it's got the mm. incomparable Tessa Thompson in it. And if you're white and you need to feel safe, it's got Rocky in it. So, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, <laughs> go watch it. The sequel is also great mm-hmm. because the sequel does one of those things that oh my God, so many movies don't do. And it shows black people having relationships that are in no way affected by racism. Just two black people in love dealing with adult shit. It's, I'm, for real. Impossible. No, Uh I'm serious. A movie that legit was like, hey, here's a black couple that in no way is having to deal with. They've done it. Racism that's coming apart. They just have to be adults in love with each other dealing with. That's the relationship shit. To get to. You know, in the way that they show white people on screen all the time. Mm. <sighs> um, Unnecessary rant. <laughs> <laughs> Just Mercy by Destin Daniel Cretton. Mm-hmm. Selma by Ava DuVernay. Obviously, she pops up a lot on this. Also, list. that's uh, if you're, oh my god, if you're somebody who's throwing around Dr. King's name in response to any of what's going on, go watch Selma. And then you have to watch Spike Lee's Malcolm X after it. You do not get to do just one. Double de- feature. Your dessert is the uh, classic animated My Friend Malcolm. Oh, my, my Friend Martin, my bad. My friend Martin. <laughs> Malcolm. They, why have they not come out with the sequel, My Friend Malcolm? I can, I'm waiting for I'm gonna it. I'm going to give you reasons. Uh, waiting for it. Michael <laughs> mentioned Black Panther. So if you want to have a Black Panther double feature, you could watch um, the Black Panther's Vanguard of the Revolution. Well played, Jillian. And then watch that reference Black Panther earlier you know i can watch the black panthers documentary and then your dessert is getting to just watch the marvel movie black panther i'm fine with that yeah i'll I'll, I'll agree and uh i'm not sure what it is like for you guys but i know in my city um there are tons and tons of, of black musicians who are um finding themselves uh you know to they're they're having to be the person who pushes um certain establishments here um into saying or doing the right thing um there are a couple that come to mind that you guys can check out uh there's manny houston um he is a an amazing musician and also actor um like just y'all just google the man you'll find him you'll find him you'll find his social media um i'm gonna just go ahead and warn y'all don't fuck with him (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's got time and he's got the energy so don't don't try him but definitely follow him the he, he's super dope um and on the uh, on a different side um of of this conversation there is uh ranky tanky which um was uh charleston's own grammy uh award winner um this pa- uh this this past uh grammys uh they make music that will haunt you that will feed you um you will not forget it it tells a story it, it makes you feel good um and it's all based in their their rich history of of being here and growing up and living in charleston south carolina so i highly recommend that you guys give them a try not just because they're you know they won grammys and shit like they're good 
And also, th- this this can be a, a, a quick combo of like, you know, dessert for dinner. Mm-hmm. Listen mm-hmm. to Ranky Tanky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thanks so much, everyone, for supporting our show, uh, for supporting us, and for allowing us this space to sort of get some stuff off our chest, you know? Um, obviously, as a community podcast, we typically like to keep everything light and fun, but um, as a podcast made up predominantly of black people? Two-thirds. Two-thirds. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is happening? Why? Is that bad? No, I just... You, we we you you we mentioned that we were black people and then we started talking in fractions and so Julia got uncomfortable because of the three fifths compromise. Oh, the oh. Compromise. oh no! That's what happened. Like, two thirds, uh. three fifths compromise. I mean, listen, technically, yeah, I mean, two thirds you counted the black person, right? Um, oh, damn! Like, like there's like we two- really said that and then think. I didn't think shit about it. I didn't I, even think about it. No. Man, I jumped right there. Jumped right. I, I jumped that three right there. I didn't even hear that. Oh, God. Jillian was like, I would never have said that. Sorry. Um, uh, 66%. 66% melanated. I mean, listen, by the one drop rule, then we were a black podcast. The whole, yes. Um, yeah. No, but, like, listen, you know, like I said, we, we like to keep things... You know, we're having fun here. We're watching a show that we love that is irreverent and silly and uh, fun. And we are going to get back to that. But right now, you know, um, our podcast is uh, hurting and grieving and processing. And so we need to do this um, because we also have a platform. We have a we have a we have a, a, a moral obligation to speak as many people as we can about what we're feeling about what our experience is and about how uh, you can help us so you know um thank you so much for listening thank you even more if you've been moved to action um thank you so much if you haven't yet been moved to action but you have been moved um uh, yeah i don't know i don't know what else really to add to that other than uh you know we're, we're gonna keep bringing you episodes of uh welcome to greendale next week we'll be back with a another episode uh in our typical vein probably probably mm-hmm. i don't know this this ran kind of long maybe we gotta break this up into two <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh if you would like to follow us on twitter you can do so at go greendale uh if you would like to follow us on instagram you can do that at welcome to greendale podcast um and normally i would plug our coffee at this point in time but uh if you feel compelled to donate anything uh right now uh go pick a uh black led charity one of the bail funds pick something that is being amplified by black voices and donate your money there i'm very curious if any of that is heard over the sound of our dog aggressively licking up her she's water very thirsty she is i mean it's she the got parched loudest out. she's ever done that before sadia plugs <laughs> <laughs> um danny was snoring pretty loudly and she also was earlier yeah. too, she also so, was yes um 
You guys can follow me on Instagram at Sadia Matthews, and you can follow me on YouTube at Bay and Bay Play. I'm one half of a stream, a game streaming duo. We we're not we're not uploading much to YouTube these days though. But um, <laughs> fair enough. We're we're a little busy. Um, we are. I'm, I'm trying to stream a little more though, so you guys could follow me on Twitch, I guess. <laughs> um. You can obviously follow me on Instagram at Michael Smallwood Forever. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Loves Gushers. Uh, you can get involved. And you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Holy City Fangirl. We'll be back next week with another episode of Welcome to Greendale. Thank you so much for giving us uh, your attention during this time cool 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 this has been welcome to greendale opening theme song by xavia baxter and sadia matthews you can check out our cover artist on instagram at lone lion underscore nine two four new episodes every friday thanks <laughs> <laughs>